Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, hi, happy Sunday morning, everybody. What up, Joe? It is a beautiful morning outside. Sun is shining. It's brisk. Brisk, baby. It's November. Here we are. November 1st is now. We were uh, given an extra hour of sleep. That I, was thought nice. I, was, I thought I overslept for did a little you? while. Yeah, I didn't hear Wait, my, my alarm. We did? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was daylight savings yesterday or last I definitely night. Definitely still woke up, still as groggy and... Stayed in bed as long as humanly possible before getting up and getting. Uh, going. What time did you go to sleep? Um, a little bit after midnight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. So you would have had like you know I, you got like you got the nine hours instead of the I eight hours. I can get like nine, ten hours and still like wake up and like. I'm Sometimes too much sleep hour. is a bad thing too. Like Sometimes I, too much weed is a bad thing, Joe. No, no, none of that. I mean, I don't know. I told you <laughs> that part, but yeah. Sometimes I don't know about you. Have you ever t- taken a nap and it's like. Oh, man. Like Almost every time. That's why I stopped taking naps. And then you wake up and you're just like, oh, there's like that 40 minutes after you take a nap to where you just don't want to move. Like, I I have made it a point to uh, not nap anymore because I hate it. I hate waking up feeling like that. I know napping can be important. I know that it can be nice, but I don't like to do it because, A, I have FOMO. I don't want to miss any time during the day. I'm already sleeping anyway at night. And B, I feel like crap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's just not cool. I learned something about th- I took a psychology class. One. I think we all did. Just one? Know, at one. No, just one. And I figured <laughs> out this is way too much reading for me. And so I, was, I, I wasn't I was with it. But 
Like, did you drop it or did you stay in the class? No, I stayed in the class. I did pretty well in the class. Oh, okay. I participated in the stuff. If you just me, didn't it was read. Just, it was just it was just so much. Like, if you really want to be, I shout out to all the 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 doctors, lawyers, psychiatrists, psychologists, all those people that have jobs that require a lot of a lot of reading and a lot of studying time. Like, you're the real MVP because I got like half a chapter in. I was like, okay, this. I think I'm going to change my major because. This isn't going to. Oh, you majored in it? I was, I was, I, like a lot of people, I thought I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> like most, like most people that have these grandiose ideas when they go to college. I just, I, I didn't have it. Psychology anymore. sounds interesting to it, do for four plus years. It does. Like you think about it and it's like, man, be able to, what you think of is listen to people's problems. That's the first thing people think of when they think of psychology or sure, psychology, sure. You know, whatever the case is. And so then you get there and find out there's, there's so much more to it. And you really have to learn brain and emotions and so i was like man that's that's too much for me well i've heard the same thing about people who have gone to culinary school they're like oh i want to learn how to be a chef right and the first year is literally not cooking it's like learning about the tools and learning about the ingredients and there's like classes just on the knives this is a spatula yeah <laughs> but, but kind of like that from this what i've is heard a whisk and it's like i don't want to spend a whole semester learning about my knives i want to cook but, but it's like, but you need to know about your knives. Absolutely. You need to know which ones are the sharpest, which ones. I I mean, do you? What okay. is good for what? I'm going to ask you guys this for, for this reason. You've been, I assume you've all been to fancy dinners. Lynch, your wedding was a was a nice fancy. I've been uh, to dinner. many a fancy dinner, yes. Do you know that you're? I'm a fancy lad. Okay, great. So I assume you know your, your dinner fork and salad fork and all that jazz. Correct. Joe? I mean, I know that's a thing. I just grab whatever biggest fork is there and just use that one for this, everything. This guy. So Joe does not know what the dinner fork and the salad fork and the soup spoon and the regular no, spoon. No. I, I know and it's a thing, but like I said, I just I just need a fork. Just. I've I've been to I've been to like you know functions where uh, like I'm pretty sure we all have been dragged by either a, a girlfriend or a you know coworker or something like that, or maybe it's your own event. But you know the the, the looks you get from the distinguished folk when you don't know which because initially i was just like oh man i've never gotten that one. look before Rochelle. oh man because you know because i'm man, very distinguished you grew up different Lynch, you, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you had a different upbringing than than a lot of us so you probably went to a lot of those growing up but now i just went helps. to a lot of fancy restaurants i didn't yeah. go to a lot of these events but yeah nice restaurants yeah, yeah yeah so that's something like fancy's restaurant for a lot of us you know what i'm saying that didn't grow up like that is like oh man we're gonna go we're going to red lobsters like what red lobster that's a fancy I'm restaurant. I'm blinking at you right now. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. But when you're, you know, when I was young, like that was one of those things, man. Like, I'm a red lobster. What? Twenty dollars a plate? I get that. Like, okay. Cheddar bay biscuits. Man, they unlimited. Keep, they just keep bringing them to you. It's awesome. Like, the plate I, of shrimp. I get three different I types I, of coconut. I remember shrimp. I went to school like because red lobster at a point when it was really, really, really popular. I think I was like maybe a middle school student, like up until. Are you I saying that Red Lobster is not popular anymore? Well, of course, but I'm saying at that point when it was considered a fancy restaurant, right? You know, it was considered. Was it considered? It was. Or it was, was it just to you? Bro, was see, <laughs> listen, man. Like, I don't know if you. I'm thought judging that, you a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, I can tell, man. But I don't know <laughs> if you thought if you know if seventeen dollars, you know, for uh, a pasta in 1996 is is cheap, but it wasn't. You know, that is red, true. That's one thing about true. Red Lobster's uh, menu. It's never changed. Like as far as the prices, it's still super expensive for whatever reason and it's like not even you know what i mean it's like it's yeah, not, yeah it, it's still, it's red lobster yeah but i remember i went the first time and i came back to school because it was a sunday so i came back to school on monday it's like oh man i went to red lobster oh my god man i had so much crab and everything it was amazing now i go back and it's like oh, 
it's it's good i can think of five six seafood places better like when you're young like everything is so much cooler but yes at a point as mr judgy judgy here like at a point yes man red lobster was considered the uh, fancy restaurant the fancy seafood restaurant i went to was mccormick and schmicks now see that's a that doesn't look fancy at points, but yeah, for the most part, that's a... The prices are worse than Red price, Lobster there, Yeah, the too. prices are definitely worse. Would you like a bowl of lobster bisque for $28, sir? <sighs> of course yes, I do. Yes, I do, because it's Man, delicious. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> you guys are robbing me, and every single time they come to my table, I'm like, I don't want this. Yes, I want yes, this. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Would you like the prawn appetizer, sir, for $18? Yes, you only get four. The real fancy... <sighs> uh, seafood place here in portland was they used to have that uh, newport bay restaurant right there oh, yeah on the, right there on the waterfront on the water. yeah. Yeah. absolutely that was that was like it was actually a, like on the water yes yeah, man that was literally. a place that you know when you're feeling real fancy like i used to work for uh i went there once for well at that point it was what was it it's gelled now right is that's what it is now providence park providence park well it was gelled at a point before that it was civic stadium and yep. something else but i used to work there and uh when the beavers you know were still playing baseball so i got my little check had a girl I was going to take on a date, took her somewhere real, real fancy. Wasn't real lobster. I didn't have a car to make it that far. But the place on the waterfront, absolutely. Let's go to girl. Come on. Yeah, get whatever. Get whatever you want. That was the, get those prawns. That was a good uh, homecoming dinner before you we went to the dance or something like that. If you wanted to have a little fancy dinner, that's where yeah. we went. Stanford's. Ah. Uh, one time I had made. R.I.P. Stanford's, by the yeah. way. One time I made the mistake of uh, it was me and uh, my, my kid's mother, one of our first dates. When we were going out, we were walking around downtown Portland trying to find somewhere to eat. And we were dressed, you know, just casual T-shirt, jeans, Adidas, nothing, you know. And we're like, oh, what's, what's this Morton's place here? Oh, I've, never, mm. I've never heard of Morton's Sounds before. Let's, uh, let's check it out. Sounds casual. Yeah, <laughs> sounds very casual. Sounds good. <laughs> Morton's a casual guy. We walk in and I'm like, oh, this is, this is pretty nice looking. Sit down, start looking at the menu. Oh, God, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> and when you, it's bad because once you get there and you start looking at the menu, <laughs> like, I can't leave now. I can't let these people think that I don't have the money or anything so it's like uh, yeah and, so, uh, I, that's I've essentially what we morton's. did <laughs> is morton's more expensive than like ruth's chris it's about the same is it more expensive than like ringside or is it ringside i've more never expensive? been to ruth's Ring- chris but i can imagine that ringside is about the i've actually tried to go to Ruth's el gaucho Chris's past. yeah no that's different el gaucho is very el, expensive el, el gaucho is different like you know so shout out to but it's a they're all awesome steaks and everything. of course but for the most part like they're most, all no, they're good steaks. No, no, no. I'm saying as far as like as far as Morton's being something. Similar oh, okay, to okay. I'd, I'd say they're similar. Okay, I'd say they're similar. Yeah, yeah, there was a Morton's near where I grew up, but there was a place also near where I grew up called River Palm Terrace, which was an amazing steak restaurant. So when we went to get steak, we would go there. So I never went to Morton's. <laughs> Morton's. Yeah. We're going to the River Palm. We're going tonight. to the River Palm <laughs> Terrace. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I'm not that fancy. I'll get there one day though. This is a this is a great text. I went to culinary school. We spent a whole day practicing omelet flipping, then a whole other day carving roses out of tomatoes. <laughs> but see, here's called like Jesus. carving roses. That's awesome. I, actually, I, I saw that how to do that. I know how extreme. to do that. No, it's it's extreme, but it's actually super easy. You just kind of take your take your knife and just go around the uh, kind of cut the outside of it, and then you turn it into like a little flower how does that turn into a you because you you skipped a step you you have a tomato tomato. it's a flower seriously like you just kind of shave around the outside and like a you know kind of like a swirl or a circle or just around using uh, like a paring knife or something yeah just around the um the tomato just the outside of it and then you take that and it kind of you put it kind of Make it shit flower shaped and everything, and yeah, it turns step a three rose. profit. Yeah, step three, you continue yeah. to make the step not make a thing, make any Steel sense. Steal underpants. Step two, 
Step three, profit. Absolutely. Yes. I'm glad he picked that up for sure. Hey, man, South Park fan, bro. <laughs> this text says, uh, I work at a seafood restaurant on the coast. Because we have a great view, we basically can charge whatever we want, and people line up during the summer Absolutely. just to look at the bay as they eat. Yeah. that's. I mean, especially like, you know, and I forget the name of it. There's this place in, uh, I want to say it's Lincoln City, that has like this, man, amazing clam chowder. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. Like, I go there with my family uh, all the time. But, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Just look out into the ocean. It's like, man, you can literally see it. Yeah, mar- just put market on everything, on everything. Like, oh, man, clam chowder market, all stuff, man. Just kind of guess how much it's going to be today. Uh, we'll 20, let you know when the bill comes dollars yeah. yeah. You'll, be, a surprise. you'll be as surprised as we will be. Uh, also, our Ask You Anything texter, because I said that two weeks ago, and now yes. he just texts anything. No, and I'm glad because he asked like a great this. question last week. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have one vacation house at your favorite location that's all yours? Or $8,000 a year to spend on vacation wherever you want. Oh, oh that's really tough. I'd probably pick the vacation because... You mean the The, the, the vacation home? house, yeah. I, I I love the idea of like having a place that you could go to. Like, I love Cannon Beach. If I just had a house on, mm-hmm. the, on the water and you could just go to Cannon Beach, that's great. But 8000 a year to spend on vacation? You could do like three trips... You could go maybe to Europe twice. Yeah, give, on me that. The, give me the AK. I think I might do the AK here because then you're then you get to travel the world, and you get to you know you have the house, but you're going to the same place every time. I think I'm going to take AK here. Yeah. I'm going to do it. AK here. It's like a. Thousand, Would you like to give that to it's me? It's just sir? like a thousand dollars for like a, a trip to like Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Like so a that's a lot. Bucks, yeah. You know? So that's eight trips to Hawaii or places of equal. But just expense. like once you get to Hawaii, then you have to spend a thousand dollars to yes to do the fun stuff. And Rashad, then, vacations are expensive, but they eight thousand dollars is are. a lot and of money. And that's what I'm saying. Eight thousand dollars it is a lot of money. But if you're really talking traveling the world, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Like it is. You're well, right. right. You're right. It is. But I think that's worth a couple eight k a year to a year. vacation. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a lot. Uh, you can even save it up and just go one big splurge trip too. And I can have a vacation house wherever I want. Like seriously, like anywhere in the world for the most well, part. Well, you still got to get there. Well, you got to get there, but I mean that that wasn't part of the would you rather. So, I'm not concerned about. It. Obviously, we know we got to get there, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Well, if you want to put the vacation house, you got to you got to pay Most, for the flight. thank you so much for the person that texted that in. Yeah, the name of the uh, the restaurant in Lincoln City that I continue to forget. Oh, the isn't Moe's a chain down there like a little local chain? Yeah. I believe so. I don't want to I don't want to start lying. I think I've seen multiple of yeah, them. Yeah, there is multiple Mo's. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a meandering first segment in true 1080 the fan fashion. It's fun, right? Uh, also, uh, I was going to say that yesterday was the least Halloween Halloween of all time. Nobody was celebrating. There was nobody out. It does not feel like November 1st. None I'm of the adults confused. were. Uh, I, I was going through my Instagram story last night. Yeah, there were people like, were out there. Uh, people were definitely kicking it last oh, night. Oh, really? Parties yeah. galore. <laughs> yeah, a lot of costumes, and I, uh, I'm i going to believe that that wasn't just for them to sit in their own house and do nothing and just sit in a Buzz Lightyear costume or something. Well, I don't know. Maybe people like Halloween and want to dress up in a costume in their house. Yes, definitely saw a fair share of parties. <laughs> okay. Way to go. <laughs> At least they're all wearing masks, right? Uh, right? Uh. <laughs> all right, let's get into some food to ball. We have uh, the... Fantasy Scramble coming up at 9.30. Jesse Osmond will join us to get your start sick questions in, and we will answer as many as we can in that segment. Justin Herbert continues to impress. We will talk about that. Rashad wants to talk about Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the NFC West is a meat grinder. And the NFC East is also, I guess, a meat grinder. So we'll kind of get into that on the show as well. Text 503-250-1080. 
and uh, we'll get to those throughout the day. And then social media is I am at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. And Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. Where would you like to start? Justin Herbert, maybe? Is he the topic of the week? You know, we always used to start Ducks and Beefs. So? So why not start Ducks? In the NFL. Yeah, why not? With Justin Herbert. Let's do it. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine nineteen here on what was that? Great song. Oh, it's a fantastic song. On your Sunday morning, Mike, Rashad, and Joe with you till eleven o'clock. Fantasy scramble coming up next. However, we will begin with the topic of the week, and that is rookie quarterback already a hall of famer justin herbert book the chargers book it only has one win in his career but we already know that he's a hall of famer oh it's coming dude i i I think i said this last week right did i already eat crow last week that i was wrong i was wrong a couple weeks ago but yeah i was wrong um justin herbert is insane and i don't understand where this was at oregon i don't understand where I didn't see this at all. And it's crazy to me that in his first start, when he had one minute to prepare, it was just the light went on and here we go. Here's NFL Justin Herbert. And it is incredible to watch him play so far. He's got a quarterback rating, uh, depending on which one you use. The actual rating rating is a passer rating, 108 quarterback rating of 73 Um, over 300 yards, three games already almost four times. 12 touchdowns, just three picks. And it's the last two games. He has seven touchdowns and no interceptions. He had a couple of bad picks early. And it was like, oh, well, he's a rookie. He's going to make some of those mistakes. Yeah, we saw a little bit of that in Oregon. And then it's just like, and it stopped. Granted, he played Jacksonville last week, but still. Seven touchdowns, zero picks in the last two weeks. He just looks incredible. I think this week will be an interesting test for him because he's playing the Broncos in Denver. It's a divisional matchup. Broncos, this is going to be his, his hardest game so far. Probably. Uh, I mean, he played Tampa Bay and Kansas City as well. But I, I think in terms of a divisional matchup with a really good defense, Broncos will be tough. It's always tough to play in Denver. But Herbert's been absolutely killing it. It's incredible to watch him. I'm like, I'm giddy watching him play. <laughs> like, <coughs> I'm, should stop it. Uh, I'm... I'm curious of I'm, I'm I'm still so curious of what everybody didn't see at Oregon. Like what didn't the kid do in the, the the years that he was there? Like the years that he was healthy, like he did everything for that team that was always hurt. Like there was something wrong with uh, with every one of his receiving cores almost every single time. Like CJ uh, Verdell, you know we forget about the, the the Travis dies and you know like he carried that team in most in most cases. Like no run game, no. Uh, Justin Herbert has been ready for the NFL. Now he just happens to play with NFL-level talent. He happens to play with good talent all across the board. And because of that, he's able to perform. Like, it's 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 not rocket science. Like, in college, you, you're playing with, in most cases, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds. I just finished high school, and now I'm a starting wide receiver. Or I'm a starting slot. So, yeah, there's going to be some mistakes that are that are made in between there. It's like, I don't know if the, the struggles that Oregon had were – 
Justin Herbert's fault. Well, you know, even then. So now I'm looking at a guy that's in the NFL, has worked with NFL coaches, has NFL talent around him. And it's like, oh, this is this is way easier to do all of a sudden, just because people know what they're doing. You got a guy like Keenan Allen right there. It's like, oh, oh, hey, here's the ball. Let's go. Let's make something happen. Like you don't have a lot of that talent on, you know, on the Ducks roster. Now, mind you, super talented guys in college, you know, for the most part, but guys that really don't translate. Who's the last great Ducks receiver to translate to the NFL? I don't. I can't. Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and he wasn't even Ahmad Rashad then. So I'm. I'm. There has not been a lot of great, great Ducks wide receivers, at yeah. least at the NFL level. I would say that. I think some of it was. Sure, skilled players around him. I think a lot of it is being proven to be the coaching. To me, I think Marcus Arroyo was hot garbage as an offensive coordinator. Great recruiter, or at least above average recruiter, from what we've heard. But this stat came out. This guy name is this guy's name on Twitter is Chris Trapasso. He's an NFL draft and player analyst for CBS Sports, and he went back and he looked at situational play calling between 2019 Oregon and the Chargers so far with Herbert at quarterback. First and 10, the run percentage for Oregon was 61%. For the Chargers, it's 54.4%. Second and long run percentage, which is seven or more, or six or more, I think, the Ducks ran 43.7% of the time, and the Chargers have run 32.5% of the time. Third and long run percentage, Third and six or longer. The Ducks ran the ball last year 20.9% of the time. The Chargers have run it 6.4% of the time. The conservative play calling neutered Justin Herbert. It did. That was that that to me is the biggest part of this is that it was either all Arroyo or even in some ways Cristobal, because Cristobal wants to be run first and offensive line based and all that kind of stuff, is they didn't let Herbert cook if i can steal the russell wilson thing right yeah but he, there was a lot of run they didn't let him use his legs until the end right we were all like where was this in the utah game in the in the pac-12 championship last year where was where was this all year it wasn't there and they just ran the ball a lot and some of that could be because they didn't have great receivers or a lot of guys dropped the ball but those numbers to me are jarring third and six and more and you ran the ball 20.9 yeah, percent of the time i don't, I don't want to say that was a royal that was all of a sudden you're, you're looking at crystal ball and building an actual offensive line, uh, not a U of O uh, spread offense type of offensive line. No, an actual able to compete with the rest of the country type of offensive line. And sometimes when you have that line, you don't, you run. That's, that's, that's what you do. Remember, you got to remember where Crystal Ball is from. He's from the U. When the U ran the ball, pushed it, stuffed it down your throats, and then would, were able to kind of open things up and throw everywhere across the field. That's that's where where he's from. Those are his college football roots. So I think he tried to kind of emulate a little bit of that. And the Royal, I can't say he was bad. You know, his his first year as the off, first year as offensive coordinator, he was 25th in the country in, in score and points. And there's 130 Division One teams, 25th. The next year he was 16th. So it's like yeah, yes, the number the numbers you're, you're, never matched. No, they 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 never. I, well, it's hard to say. They never that. matched how I how I felt about the team's no, offense. No, and, and I think that's the, that's more of a of a crystal ball kind of moves to say, man, this is how we're going to play football. It just and we we know these past couple Oregon teams, they just look different. This la this team last year just looked tougher up until the the loss towards the end of the year. And I think was that to uh not to Utah. Arizona State. Utah, Arizona State, which was a, a corny loss yep. to have, you know, but up until then, man, Oregon was running across people. They were running through people. 
including the Auburn game. Um, which they lost because Bo Nix was good for a half. Um, this text says, do you think that Oregon fans are getting nervous? They realize just how special Herbert actually is and how much this loss will be felt in Eugene. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people believe in Tyler Shuck as well. Tyler Shuck's been talked up a lot, and he hasn't been named the starter yet, but he's the starter. It's not going to be the transfer from Boston College, I don't think. Um, so I think Shuck's going to be good, and I think the team is really, really good right now. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of good players. I'm not sure Duck fans are quite as worried. I mean, it might be a slightly down year this year because, A, it's weird, right? COVID, seven games starting next week. I just don't – I think everyone's kind of in the same page. I think the Ducks will be fine. And I kind of be honest, I don't think anybody's going to care one way or the other. Now, of course, I think people want Oregon to be good and want Oregon State to be good, you know, for that matter. But for the most part, if, like, they came out there and laid an egg and it was, you know, they had three wins of the, what is it, seven games they're going to play, like, I don't think anybody will be. Because I, I think everybody understands the situation. It's kind of like, uh, okay, well, that's cool. This was a stupid season anyway. And so. this this text asks, are either of you surprised that Herbert's having a better rookie year than Marcus? Yes, 100%. No. I thought Marcus Mariota was going to light the league on fire. And he didn't. So I'm 100% surprised. I thought Herbert was going to be a bust. The one thing that I said before the draft is Herbert struggles with pressure in college. Whenever he was under pressure, he would panic and he wouldn't go through his reads and he wouldn't complete the pass or he'd take a sack or he'd throw it out of bounds. In four or five games, he has looked better under pressure and moving in the pocket and going through his reads than any game in Oregon that I watched. Any single one. It just clicked on. So bravo to Justin Herbert. You look fantastic so far. Of course, there could be a downswing coming because it's a rookie season. But, yeah. I I mean, do I think he's – Mariota was special. Let's just, let's just be real. Mariota, unfortunately, was put into a, a really bad position like most top picks are, and he flopped. You know, and only because, like, he's never got – every coach he's ever had has been a defensive-minded guy. Um, none of them have been great play callers. And then he got his job taken by Ryan Tannehill, like, who, again, nobody ever believed him. But, again, like, Tannehill was in a situation where, man, terrible team, terrible coaching, carousel of coaches and everything like that. He just never really learned uh, how to play NFL quarterback. And it's just one of those things. I think Anthony Lynn is different. And I think people don't want to give him uh, – a lot of credit just because he's a guy that played in the NFL. He's a, he's a running back. He's a, you know, offense is his thing. He's, they didn't send him to a defensive guy. And so he was able to get, put people around him smart enough to know like, man, we, we have this horse. We got to figure out how to use him the best way we can. And so far, and mind you, it doesn't show up in the wins for now for the chargers. It probably won't equate to wins for the chargers for maybe a year or so, maybe another season. And then they'll really start winning some games. They played close against a lot of the good teams. They played close, but I mean, that's just the most charger thing, you know, they could do is have games. Games are just close enough to look good, but not win. I mean, they lost in overtime to the chiefs and they lost by seven to the bucks and the bucks are right now, probably the best team in the NFC. So, I mean, they've played well in those games. No, you gotta give them that credit. No. Yeah. They've, they play well, but again, it's just, you know, not being able to to close. I guess that's the biggest thing, and that's the Chargers always found some bonehead way to lose. Now it's just having a, a rookie quarterback that's still inexperienced down the stretch, and I feel like once the Chargers kind of get everything turned around, because mind you, you still got to remember, no preseason. So that's three game or let's say seven, eight total series that the starters would have played 
to really understand like what they were supposed to do and everything like that, but still able to work in some of those second and third string guys that are going to be out there, you know, uh, playing some of those skill positions. So it's, it's tough, but no, I, I, I'm not really surprised. I know what I saw with Herbert. I know what I saw with Mariota. Both of them were special and Herbert just needed the right coach. Like sometimes it's not great to be a top 10 quarterback because you know, you're going to go to a crappy team. Well, Joe Burrow. I mean, prime example, they have one win. They have one win. Joe Burrow looks great. You know what I'm saying? And he's running for his life. It's, but, you know, because you play for a bad team right now. That's why if you're Russell Wilson, you go in the third round to a team that's already kind of set up to do some good things. Like, oh, what do you know? And there's no pressure there for Russell Wilson. When he got there, it was like, man, what was it? Who was it? Uh, Flynn? Matt Flynn? Yeah. yeah. That's our guy that he gave, you know, almost $100 million to. And then walked away point. with it. And then was like, yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll go with this guy from Wisconsin. All right, let's take a break. We got to get into our fantasy scramble. Jesse Osmond will join us next to text your fantasy starts to questions to the fan text line. 503-250-1080, and we will get to as many as we can next. First, Joe, sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finishes terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, it is Fantasy Scramble time here on Football Sunday, 936 on your Sunday morning. If you have any fantasy football starts or questions, text them in now, 503-250-1080. We'll get to as many as we can. As we are every single week, we are joined by Jesse Osman, our fantasy expert. And uh, listen to us, okay? Because one of our P1s decided not to listen to us last week, and uh, he started Odell Beckham Jr. instead of the guys we said to start. And uh, OBJ got hurt in the first play, and DJ Moore and AJ Brown all scored touchdowns immediately. And he texted me and went, oh, my God, I hate everything. Why did I not listen to you? He was mad at us. Like yeah. We did. No, no, no. He was mad at himself. <laughs> I was like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, so listen to us most of the time. Because we're good most of the time. <laughs> we're pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, we're better than average. That's for sure. Yes. We're better than Matthew Berry. How about that? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Half point PPR flex position. Amari Cooper or Dallas Goddard? Ooh. Well, Cooper's playing with Ben DiNucci on the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And Goddard's activated off IR. He is going to play today. Uh, he's a very, very favorite target of Carson Wentz. However, I just don't know how many snaps he's going to get coming off the IR. Uh, Cooper at least still got stats last week with uh, with Dalton and Danucci out there. So I'm going to go Amari Cooper, although I don't love it this week. I don't really love any Cowboys this week. But, you know, in that situation, I'd rather get the guy who I know is going to be on the field than the guy that I'm not so sure. So I'll take Cooper. Who's uh, who's the Cowboys quarterback today? Ben Danucci. Yeah. Um, no. 11th rounder, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um... No, I'm I'm taking Gooder. Gooder. Yeah, I'm Gooder. honestly. Uh, there. Okay, so the, this comes down to: Do you want to roll the risk? The the better play would be Gooder against this Dallas defense. They need pass catchers. Gooder would definitely be a top end pass catcher in this offense this week. They are going to get um, Jalen Rager back this week, but he's a rookie that has no experience. We're talking about the guy who. Uh, is the like the go-to guy uh, for Wentz, and he's coming back. I I don't know how you can play him when you're talking about a seventh rounder throwing those balls. And Amari Cooper, honestly, is 
I, I know he's been better this year, but he does have a history of disappearing as well. And so I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where he kind of disappears a little bit because, you know, of who's throwing the ball to him. Uh, give me Godert. All right. I, I like the pick. I just don't know. The The big thing I read was that we're not sure how many snaps he's going to see. So that's always a big worry when it comes to a guy coming off the IR. Flex, non-PPR, Ronald Jones, Cooper Cup, or Jarvis Landry. Um, I'm, I'm proud. Ronald Jones is splitting with Leonard Fournette again. And I love Cooper cup. Like I love Cooper cup, but he's way better in PPR leagues than he is in non PPR leagues. Uh, I'm going to go probably with Ronald Jones on this one in a non PPR league at the flex position. I usually lean towards the running back because they'll get you more consistent points. So I'll go with uh, Ronald Jones. I like Ronald Jones as well. Yeah, no, in non-PPR, Ronald Jones is definitely the go-to guy. Leonard Fournette was deemed the nickel back this week, meaning um, that's good. you're going to see a lot more Leonard Fournette on third downs. He's going to be the third down guy. He's going to be more of the pass-catching back. I actually think in PR format, I like him uh, as a play this week. The Giants have been terrible against pass-catching backs. They've been decent against running backs, but I am not going to be surprised. Ronald Jones gets himself another touchdown this week and probably 80 yards. So I'm, I'm rolling him out with confidence. Got a couple of uh, Mike Evans questions coming in because he's been maddening. Hasn't he? Uh, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry or Cooper cup in the flex. Yeah. I, this is so tough because Mike Evans is the, uh, clearly, clearly the best receiver uh, on this list, but he's balancing between 21 points and one point. Uh, in his games so far this year. It's been really, really bad. Um, now Antonio Brown comes into the mix, so there's more mouths to feed, and he's still been hurt a little bit. It's so tough for me to say sit Mike Evans because you know the second you bench him, he's going to go off. But I'm going to say Cooper Cup in this one. Mm. I, you know, I, I have to go Mike Evans in this one. You know, like you said, he can be wildly inconsistent, but I feel like they're at the point in the in the season and, you know, Brady doesn't have to play in cold weather anymore that things can kind of you can sustain. And November has usually been Brady's Achilles heel. And I think now that he doesn't have to play in cold New England or cold, you know, um, the NFC yeah, or any, any, anywhere in the AFC, AFC East, not named uh, uh, Miami, then he should be good. So I'm going to go ahead and roll out Mike Evans today. Uh, yeah, no, this is um, I. I understand the trepidation behind Mike Evans. This is actually probably one of the one of the last weeks you can kind of be excited about rolling him out with some sort of confidence. You have um, Chris Godwin out with a surgically repaired index finger this week. He might even be gone next week. You're still one week away from AB coming back. He still has to sit out one more week. And I don't know if you remember when I was uh, when I contacted you here a few weeks ago about Scotty Miller Lynch and about how excited I was. Yep. Um, because he was supposed to be the guy. Well, that game he had like zero points. He gave up a donut, and he came in the game with the exact same injury designations he has this week, which he didn't have that week, which was a hamstring groin injury. So that gives me a little bit of trepidation on that. At the same time, Mike Evans, no injury designation entering the week, first time of the year, I guess, since um, basically the first time of the year, according to the Bucks Wire. So. Uh, we're looking at a guy that might actually finally be healthy and really outside of Gronk, there's not a whole lot of uh, guys to take away the target. So this might be the last week to roll him out with confidence. I like Mike Evans. This All week. right. How about Mike Evans or Travis Fulgham on the Eagles? Again, I, if I'm trending away from Evans personally, I'm going to take Fulgham here. He's getting 
literally he's getting 13, 10, and 11 targets his last three games. Now Goddard will come back and take some of those away, but Fulgham has burst on the seat. I've watched the Eagles play probably too much for my own good the last couple of weeks. It's not just the case if he's the only guy. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's always open. He's making really tough catches. So he just came out of nowhere and became the Eagles wide receiver one. I like Fulgham a lot. So I'm going to start Fulgham over Evans. Uh, I guess I'm going to agree with Lynch. I'm going to take Fulgham. You know, this is a guy that reminds me of what they want out of Alshon Jeffrey. Nice, big body. He has control over it on on um, contested catches. Um, but he's got the speed that Jeffrey's lost through the years. And I think that's really good for this offense. And we've seen how well Wentz has been with, with Jeffrey in the past. So I think Fulgham is for real. Now we do have Godert coming back. Um, Jalen's coming back. So, I there is a little bit of trepidation there, but I don't see this guy, you know, having any less than eight targets this week. Going against Mike Evans, like I said, it's it's that's a tough one, but I do believe that Fulgham also has the better matchup against this um, Dallas defense that's just been reeling all year. This might be the one time where I'll I'll take Fulgham over Evans. All right, this is a tough one. This must be a deep league or a very injured team. Need to Scotty Miller. Uh, Ruggs or Marvin Jones. Um, so you said Miller's coming back in with some injury designations. I, I, I don't think Ruggs is any good at all. I think he's fast, but he's done nothing. And then Marvin Jones, surprisingly, I didn't find him following the Lions offense that much this year. Marvin Jones has done almost nothing. So it's a tough choice. I'm going to say Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller and Marvin Jones in this one personally. Yeah, Ruggs has not been good so far. No. So, yeah. so uh, Scotty Miller, uh, Marvin Jones. Um, definitely going to roll out Scotty Miller. I, I still, I don't think he gives that donut uh, that he gave a few weeks ago. I really do think I, you're seeing why I like him so much um, in the preseason. Now, AB obviously kind of ruining all of that, but um, I really do think you can fire him up with some sort of confidence this week. And then it's kind of, do you want a guy um, probably the more stable floor in Jones, which I don't honestly know if I believe that anymore, the way that they're using him and the way um, that they're just the lack of a passing game now in Detroit. They're trying to win targets in the last two weeks, to be fair. Like I said, there's a little bit more of a stable floor there, but at the same time, we've just seen these explosive plays out of Vegas um, going against that Cleveland defense, I, man, it, it's hard to go away from that. So, I, honestly, if, if you want somebody with real high upside, I'm going to throw out rugs. A couple more. We got CeeDee Lamb or uh, Hunter Renfro in the flex spot. So, Lamb threw up a zero last week uh, thanks to the combination of Andy Dalton getting murdered on the field and Ben DiNucci completing two passes. And, uh, and then you've got Renfro, who has been – I thought he was going to be pretty good in the NFL. I kind of viewed him as like the next Julian Edelman and he, mm-hmm. he gets a lot of targets and it's the short passing game. And it's, it's good to be part of that in Vegas because Derek Carr doesn't throw the ball very far down the field. Usually um, it's tough. Obviously CeeDee Lamb is the much better receiver. I think Hunter Renfro is a pretty solid floor. He'll get you five to six to seven points. Most likely he probably won't pop, but you'll get you something. Whereas, you know, CeeDee Lamb could get eight catches but two weeks ago, fourth quarter, he caught like eight straight balls and wound up getting over 10 points in the game. Um, I have 
I have a sneaky feeling that the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to look a little better than we think this week. I don't know why. It could just be a, a, a stupid gut feeling of mine. So I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb over Hunter Renfro. Uh, I do not feel like uh, Dallas is going to be good. I'm sorry, Joe. We'll talk about that later. I'll tell you why. Joe's but, like, please be bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going, uh, I'm going Hunter Renfro just because I at least know who his quarterback is and what he can do. Yeah, no, I mean, Dallas, I, I can see where CeeDee Lamb could have a good game. They they take Darius Slay over there in Philadelphia and just have him smother Amari Cooper all week. And we've just seen Gallup just kind of fall on his face all year. And, and CeeDee Lamb being this big, bright spot. So so I see the path for it. I really do. Um, the problem is, is I, I mean, Hunter Renfro is one of those guys that you strategically place in your lineup. He's not going to be good every week, but there are weeks where it's just prime for him to fire. And this is kind of one of those weeks. When you talk about matchups, the the Cleveland defense has been terrible against the passing game and even more so against slot receivers, as we know. That's where Hunter Pro plays. He's going to get peppered with a few of those things. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a minimum of 660 and possibly a touchdown maybe up in the 80. I, I think he gives you a safe floor. I think obviously there's probably a, uh, I think your upside is extremely limited, obviously um, with, with the quarterback play in Dallas. And I'd probably rather stick with a better quarterback and an offense that starts to click against a really good matchup and a team that's terrible against slot receivers. So I'm going to uh, put out run throw. Two more and then we will go. Uh, should I start Corey Davis or Jerry Judy at the flex? He also is starting Tannehill at quarterback. I like Corey Davis a lot this year. Remember, he's just been hurt. He was great the first few weeks of the season. Uh, A.J. Brown has come back healthy and has been literally dominating. But Corey Davis is very good. Uh, Jerry Judy has not been quite as flashy and exciting as I thought he would be in year one. I think some of that has to do with the Broncos quarterback situation at the moment. Uh, but I trust Corey Davis. And if you got a stack with Tannehill, yeah, I'm going to go Davis in the flex. Yeah, I like Davis. Uh, Judy, is he's going to be good. As soon as, they figure, as soon as he figures everything out, man, he's going to be good. I think C.D. Lamb is so far ahead of schedule that, you know, it kind of makes everybody kind of raise an eyebrow, Judy, but I'm going to go ahead and go Corey Davis. Man, you know, I'm the biggest Denver fan, but I'm also really realistic. And right now what you're seeing from Jerry Judy, there's just a lack of chemistry between this guy and Drew Locke. They were not throwing the ball together in whatever preseason training camp that we had. He was running with the twos, Locke's running with the ones. There's still a lack of chemistry there. You do have the thought that Tim Patrick's probably not going to play, but I think, man, you're you're looking at a guy at probably you're. This is a team that's been using its tight ends, and I I'm kind of a, afraid of Jerry Judy until I see it. So I, I'm going to stick him on my bench this week. And then need a quarterback sub for Deshaun Watson, Jimmy G, Joe Burrow, or Derek Carr. Well. I hate Jimmy G. I think he sucks. Don't don't go with Jimmy G. Um, Joe Burrow throws the ball 9,000 times a game. So you have a very high chance of getting a lot of points with him. Uh, that's a very good, like, high ceiling, but a little bit of a high risk because he's had a couple of stinkers as well. Derek Carr has been incredibly consistent this year, surprisingly so, at the quarterback position. He's getting 18, 19, 20 points a game. Even when you watch him play, you're not that, like, oohed and odd by him. He's been pretty good for fantasy purposes. And, you know, Jesse's been talking about the matchup this week against Cleveland being very, very good. I would say I would take Derek Carr if you want some safety. Uh, and if you want to go higher risk, I go Burrow because he could get you 40. I mean, if he goes like he did last week. 
Yeah, I'm going Burrow. Like, I mean, I'm just going to flat out, man. Like you said, Derek Carr has been really up and down this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm going Derek. Don't trust uh, Jimmy G. I'm going Joe Burrow. And I think Joe Burrow comes with so much risk. He throws the ball a lot, but you're also talking about a guy that's had a lot of games with a lack of touchdowns, and we need touchdowns to succeed in this. And if we, one thing I do know is you're probably going to get some touchdowns out of car this week. Um, I, I guess if you really are in desperate play and you want somebody who's going to throw the ball 45, 50 times, then okay, Joe Burrow. But I really think your safer bet and probably a better bet to outscore Joe Burrow is going to be Carr this week. Um, I, I just, I, I'm going to eat my own words, man. I, I know I was on that show a couple years ago when they hired Gruden and was like, that's not a good hire, but you're seeing in Las Vegas, what happens when a, a franchise is committed and patient and they keep the continuity of a coaching staff and a GM and it's starting to come around in Vegas and I'm starting to trust that offense. So I'm going to go with Carr. All right, Jesse, thank you very much. Uh, we're off next week, so we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and good luck in fantasy. All right, good luck, guys. Good luck to everybody. All right, Later, thank bud. you. Thanks for all the text, everybody. Good, uh, good text coming in today. Some really tough questions, and there's one more I gotta, I gotta answer off the air as well before we get too late. Um, he just asked it for to be off the air, so okay, sir, I will, uh, I will grant your request. Uh, coming up next, uh, let's. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. And then hour number two, we got to talk about the NFC West. We got to talk about the Cowboys and so much more. We'll, uh, we'll get to that here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. You wanted to uh, eulogize one of your favorite celebrities here? Oh, man, I think everybody's favorite celebrity, man. Hey, man, rest in power, Bond. One of the greatest Bonds of all time. Arguably the greatest Bond of all time. Sean Connery, you know, we lost him yesterday. That, you know. That's a big, I mean, he's big 90 blow. something, so. Yeah, but still, even still, you know, even with all the COVID stuff, like, that's a big, big blow to lose, you know, such a iconic figure, iconic voice, you know, like Sean Connery. I have know? a very weird vibe about it because just a couple of weeks ago, Rob played this stuff on primetime, the clips of him saying that he would hit a woman, and then he was challenged about it, and he said, no, I, I still would hit a woman, and this was, like, 10 years ago, five years ago, and Classic I just kind of was like, I was like, really, Sean? But acting-wise, to separate that, yeah. Well, absolutely. I didn't know he said that. So yeah. that makes it a little weird now. Thank you for telling me that. You're welcome. I mean, I appreciate it. You but should know. I mean, I, Honestly, I had, I had no idea he said it. But that's, I mean, that sounds like Connery as he got, especially as he got much older. I don't know yes, how young he I was. I a woman. Yes. Yeah. I, I could say, I mean, and it just probably sounded so cool when he said it. Like, everybody was probably like, <laughs> okay, Sean, I guess I would too. Like, I mean, everybody kind of went, went around with it, so... That was, you know. Well, like he sat down with Barbara Walters and like she challenged that clip because it was an older clip. And he goes, no, I still believe that. <laughs> he was like, sometimes you have to hit a woman. And it's yes. like, no, no, no. Get those dishes done, I suppose. Jeez, Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, it was oh this gosh. interview back in like 1960. Yeah, I was going to say, was that when, when did he say that? It had to have been It was back in when like was... the 90s, I think, when he said it originally. Hey, man, Archie Bunker. Which is like one of the one of the great characters on television. He used to say out loud every episode that he was gonna punch his wife in the mouth. Oh, that Archie. Right in the kisser. 
And everybody was like, <laughs> pow, Archie, pow, right in the kisser. Like, I mean, I don't well, know. Times have changed. I guess, man. I mean, it was never okay, but times have changed in terms of talking about it and not talking about it. Yeah. It's right. a, You know, I, I don't know. For me, I mean, Sean Connery is one of the Bonds. Is he the best one? I, don't I think know. Timothy Dalton is the best one, but my, I digress. My James Bond was Pierce Brosnan. He was who I grew up watching. Yeah. He's um, kind of more our generation, yeah. but... So I I don't know I I just I'm looking at the other movies he's known for and I I do not know Sean Connery very well. Daniel Craig doesn't strike me as a Bond. I like, like Daniel Craig, but yeah, you're he's right. He's just not cool. Like you know what I mean? Like no, seriously. Like the other Bonds, he's not like, suave enough. No, right? like the other Bonds were like man, super super cool. You know what I mean? And it's like I just don't feel that way about Daniel Craig. Sean Connery's in a lot less movies than you think. No, yeah, what, Hunt for oh, Red October? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, now. There's yeah. one. Finding Forrester. He's Forrester. In Finding yeah, he's oh, Forrester. that's right. I love that movie. That's a great movie. That's a good, pretty, you know. It's one of sad. those Hollywood movies, you know. Well, it's a sad, good movie. I mean, what, what do you want? I suppose. It's cool. What do you want? I'm just, I'm, it's a good movie, Lynch. Right. I'll give you that, bud. R.I.P. <laughs> Sean Connery. Um, okay. Football, next hour. Cowboys, Rashad's Got Takes. NFC West is Bananas. And more, or hate it, love it, at 10.30, of course. Uh, that's all coming up next hour here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.